What is going on, everybody? Welcome to today's news tonight, episode one hundred sixteen. That that feels like a lot. <laughs> I'm your host for this episode, Steve Bowling. As always, I'm joined by my good friends and GBG co-founders Ash Paulson and Derek Bittner, and our special guest, who is not representing his employer in any official capacity, mind you, uh, Bannon from Way Forward, who you might know from River City Girls. How's it going, Bannon? I'm doing good. Um... Uh, yeah, I don't even know what that company was that you just mentioned. Sounds like a really cool company, though. <laughs> I, mean, I have. I, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. I, I think Ash is a little bit more than a fan. He was I'm on the inside a for a yeah, little he, while. Exactly. They, sell, <laughs> they sell pharmaceuticals, right? Is that yeah. who we're talking about? Yes. Yeah, 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 at yeah, at least vitamins. A- Ash has the connections. Yeah, <laughs> Ash has connections. Exactly. Ash, I like that. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, it, it is a pleasure to have you on, man. I'm excited to talk about a bunch of interesting news. But also, you know, before we get there, I want to talk about uh, the game you've released as well as the game we all know you're working on um, just a little bit. But before we do all of that fun stuff, it is Friday. Happy Friday. This has been a hell of a week. Woo! I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, on Fridays, we are sponsored by our good friend Straight Lace and his game, The Soul Device. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I had an ad ready to go, but I guess I don't have it now. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> pretend you're talking to me because I don't know what Soul Device is. Steve, what is Soul Device? So, uh, the Soul Device is a puzzle platformer where the player can create temporary platforms by shooting projectiles onto walls at the cost of HP to navigate the environment. It's available now for free on Steam, but the Soul Device isn't like other free games. The Soul Device does not have microtransactions. In the event, though, that you'd like to support the developer, uh, there is also a soundtrack on Steam featuring the nine tracks of background music from the game. Additionally, Straight Lace is working on the second half of Challenge Pack 1, which they introduced recently, and a new Soulless difficulty that'll get added in a free update. Uh, which he, he promises he'll... So far, is there more to this? There, there is. Uh, he promises he'll get that out just as soon as he's done planning his uh, Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which I've taken a look at. He's like writing a whole video game he'll never release for his friends to play D&D on, which is pretty that. cool. Pretty I, cool. I respect the the uh, level of effort that's being put in on that. So uh, thank you so much, Straight Lace, for, for supporting the show, as always. Uh, we're, we're huge fans of your, of your work and we appreciate all you do for us here at GVG. Uh, go download the soul device today. The link is in the description down below right now here on YouTube. If you're watching this on podcast services, it'll be in the description on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Um, so thanks for talking to me personally, right, right, Steve? Of course. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you would like to find it in the description, Bannon, you could just, I mean, you're in the show. So just escape the show for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> and then go to YouTube and watch yourself watching the ad I read and then there click the link. There's like a five second delay, so you've got time. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for explaining all that personally to me. Yes, exactly. And to no one else. I mean, this is just an intimate yeah. conversation of four people getting together at regularly scheduled interviews on a web-based <laughs> platform. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of intimate conversations, uh, let's talk about... Uh, some of the stuff you personally have been working on, Bannon. So I have played uh, River City Girls 1 uh, mm-hmm. on Game Pass because I believe it. Also, I don't know if it's also so... known as it's also known as just River City Girls. Yes. 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 Sorry. <laughs> River City Girls, the original, um, on, which I picked up on Game Pass. And I got to admit, I 
freaking love this game. It was, uh, I didn't expect to be as hooked by it as I was, but once I picked it up, now, what, I could why not put that? it down. Why were you not expecting to be as hooked as you were? Um, I've not really traditionally been a fan of like the Kunio Kun series. Um, mm -hmm. and so River City Ransom doesn't really hold like a special place in my heart. I think it's, you know, funny, like Japanese hooligan stuff. Like I've always enjoyed that kind of delinquent, like pompadoured kid wearing his like uniform open and stuff. But I was like, I don't know, like River City Ransom wasn't a part of my childhood. So I was like, I don't know how much this series is going to do for me. You know, and that's, as an adult, it's interesting to me because you're a big fan of Scott Pilgrim, and Scott Pilgrim lifts a lot from the River City games just because uh, of the oh RPG yeah, G mechanics and stats and whatnot. It's it, well, that's kind of what I discovered. It was more of like a place and time thing. As a kid, I was like, I don't care about River City. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what this is. And plus, you know, like it, it, it just was a game that didn't like really, really hold anything in my heart for me. Um, but over the years, I did become a fan of, like, the beat-em-up genre in general, right? Like, I came up, though, on, like, Final Fight and and Streets of Rage, games like that. Um, yeah. And I never went back to go try River City Ransom. It just, again, was a game that, you know, I'd heard good things about it. I have a couple friends that are way into the series, um, but I just never really felt the need. Um, but then, you know, I mean, Game Pass was like, hey, River City Girls is right here, and... <laughs> I happened to be at a friend's house uh, when River City Girls came to Game Pass, and we were looking for a couch co-op game. And I was like, hey, this is a new beat-em-up. I, I have met some of the people behind it. Let's give it a shot. And we literally just played it straight through. <laughs> like, we didn't stop. <laughs> and, I, I yeah. do wonder how it's people so would react to playing River City Ransom now. Like, with all, like, beat-em-ups have, you know, they have upgraded over the years. It's been... Right. I think 89 was when the first River City Ransom came out. I wonder how people would react to playing one of those games. Like how people that didn't grow up on the Star Wars the original I, trilogy, like how they look at it and they're like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> I can I, say anecdotally I, that uh, my wife and I, we love playing. I love beat em ups in general. My, and my wife loves them too. And we play a lot of them together. Uh, Streets of Rage is usually our go-to, but we did actually go back to some of the older uh, Kunio Kun games just to see. And she kind of bounced off them, um, and I don't know if that's just because... I mean, she also loves classic games, so I don't think it's only because of the retro visuals or even because of that at all. But there was something about it where she just kind of bounced off it, and she was like, you know, this is cool, but I think I'd rather just go back to, you know, Streets of Rage 2 or 4. But yeah, yeah. with that said, we played River City Girls together, and she loved it, So gotcha. and as as did I. So there's but there's something about the older Kunio Kun games that she just bounced off of. Hmm. It's going to be interesting because I know we got uh, River City Girls Zero, even though it's not the name, it's just like the localization name. But it's still pretty cool to get their original game because um, I played with um, uh, my partner, uh, Amy, and we actually did a playthrough over on her YouTube channel of us playing through River City Girls. And it was only the second beat-em-up she's ever played, but she really enjoyed it. She got into it. And uh, the, only, the only thing uh, that she was... Uh, kind of disappointed by and you guys have fixed this the ending because <laughs> she did not know about the history of the river city games and so to get the the ending and see that she felt a little unsatisfied but uh i we've since like shown the new one she's like okay that's better but she enjoyed everything else about the game she really got addicted to it yeah so it was that cool that was a ending that got a lot of people miffed um but it's like <laughs> if people knew about the actual series for those who like trying to 
word it where it's not too much of spoilery kind of thing. Those mm. two characters, it would be like if Spider-Man at the end hooked up with somebody that wasn't whatever, like depending on the timeline, it's like if he didn't get with Mary Jane or um, Gwen Stacy at the end and it was just some random other, it would be like... Um, it, the chick from Spider-Man 2, the, the random blonde girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just be like, oh, that's who you end up with? Like, it doesn't make sense because traditionally mommy and hospe those are the main girls those Mm. are the main characters and heroes for the past 30 years like kyoko and masako are in technically i think like they're the main characters of one game that we're porting over the rcg zero um and that's pretty much it like they kind of showed up sporadically in other kunio kun games rift city girls is technically the 50th game in the series so out of oh all God. those wow. 50 games... He did not know that. Yeah, out of the 50 games, the only time you really interact or play as uh, Kyoko Masako is that one Super Famicom game, the Tachi no Banka. I, I forget the exact long length wow. title. Yeah, it's, so, uh, it's Shin Neketsu Koha Kunio Tachi no Banka. Sorry, I had to look yeah. it up just because I was... I never heard of River City Girls Zero until Derek mentioned it. And I'm looking at the screenshots and I'm like, damn, I really want this game now too. <laughs> so it, it, oh, mean, I'm going to be picking it up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's coming out. So I I am not involved with that game. I just know of the development. Like I've got, mm. I've got plenty of stuff to do. With oh me, yeah. So. We got uh, river city girls too, which I'm very curious how that one's going to go. Cause uh, like how you're going to be building off of it as a sequel, what you're changing, what you're doing with it. I I'm, I'm excited to see more. <laughs> I, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I wish. I know you can't say a word. And All right. Uh, Hypothetically, <laughs> in your position as Bannon and not Bannon yes. from WayForward, um, mm-hmm. do you think that if shows like E3 and, and PAX and all that, well, I guess PAX is happening, but... Um, I just it, found this out, too. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Recently, that, oh, nice. that PAX, PAX West was happening. Like, somebody was like, oh, are you guys going to be there? I was like, I had no idea it was happening up until like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, uh, we've we've kind of been up in the air. And in fact, and I can't say too much, but we uh, I've been negotiating a a sponsored video with with a company, and uh, the topic of maybe doing it around PAX came up, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, um, we're still not a hundred percent that PAX is actually <laughs> going to happen, so we don't really want to sign a contract around you making a video for us at a show we aren't yeah. sure isn't going to get canceled." <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Especially that's, with that's the fair. mandates now, I have no idea what's going to happen." Yeah, yeah. precisely. Yeah. But uh, my my original question is: um, Do you to think... ban in the person? Not the yes, person. to ban in the person, not to ban in yeah. the way forward employee. Um, do you think? that if shows had happened that that would have maybe pushed up the schedule for some of the stuff you're working on. Do you think that as the industry, they'd be like, Hey, we need a demo or something for this so that we could show off. No, because demos, that's why they always put it's. So when they say like, this is pre alpha footage, like this is not a representation, like, please, for the love of God, don't think that this is the final game. This is a, a game in progress. It is the equivalent of when a friend gives you a ride, they weren't expecting to give you a ride. And they're like, my car's a mess. I, I you know, I work like Monday through Friday. Yeah. And they're like trying to clean shit off. They're like, oh, sorry, <laughs> there's coffee cups everywhere. And it's that equivalent. Like for us to like make sure the game is finalized because we need to show off like, I don't know, 20 minutes at a booth somewhere. 
it doesn't really affect anything. We would just concentrate on that 20 minutes, like here's like 10 levels and it is like outside of it. It is just a nightmare post-apocalyptic wasteland of bugs and glitches. <laughs> so it, it wouldn't, it really wouldn't affect our deadline. No, I mean, that's, that's cool to hear. Like, I always wonder, you know, on the other side of the, of the curtain, like what it's like prepping for those shows. Cause I know for us, it's always, you know, it's, it's just making lists of things we're going to forget halfway through the week. Uh, I always wonder like yeah, the it, folks actually showing the games. Yeah. Because mm. when they showed off, uh, when Alex showed off Hyperlight Drifter, that game, the first time they showed it off and it was playable, it was just, you were in one room. Of course, the game isn't just one room. It was just like, hey, here's the fighting mechanics, you're running around. So they had to make a specific demo for that. And that isn't like, that isn't a representation of what the game turned out to be. It's just, yeah. they concentrated on this like little thing and outside of it, you know, they don't have the cinematics and all that stuff and all the music. So yeah, it really doesn't, I don't think personally it affects a deadline trying to make it to like a PAX or an E3 or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes I, that makes me feel like better, honestly, about, about <laughs> playing demos at E3. I'm like, I'm glad to know that people didn't have to like kill themselves to make these demos that we're trying out. Oh, ho, ho, ho. No, we did. <laughs> you didn't say now that. I was going yeah, no. to say that's because they've already killed themselves setting up the booth. As somebody who has set yeah. up many convention booths that... and broken down. Wow. Just really? as many. It is uh, one of the worst, longest day experiences. I can't. I can't imagine. I. I guess I always assumed, and apparently incorrectly, I assumed that companies would just be like, "Yeah, we're going to hire people, like temp workers, to build the booth now, and tear it down." They do do that. <laughs> I. I worked um, the yacht club booth. It's. It's been a weird, you know, nexus of time that we've existed in. So I can't remember when that was. It, it was at PAX West. I think maybe four years ago, three years ago. I can't even remember now because we're like, we're missing time now. Um, but I, I worked their booth. Just, we were done and took off. Company cleaned Gosh. it up. Uh, the Way yeah. Forward and Limited Run booth that we ran, it was like, I maybe it was like three hours of taking down the sign and like rolling Ugh. stuff up and getting the, That's what the, I the kiosk things. And I was like, oh, oh. And then I look at the shovel knight guys. They're like, "Bye!" And they're just yeah. taking off. Like, <laughs> we're just like, just doing it for I, them, putting crates. I'm like, "Damn it!" I literally <laughs> cannot imagine just being able to finish a show and then just say bye. Because when I worked for Udon all those years, and and let me tell you, working with books is is really fun because not only are you setting up a, con- a convention booth, but you're working primarily in in heavy ass art books, yeah. and carrying boxes of books. Oh yeah, it's, it's I've a moved. Mess. And so we, my book we collection sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we never hired outside people. It was always like you knew that on uh, you, you were getting in early on the first day, before the first day, and then that last day you get up and you know, okay, we're not going till five p.m. We're going until like eight or nine p.m. Mm. and breaking down the entire booth. It's it's a long day. Man, so so what you're saying is you should look out for the job listings that include like fully digital work but then also say must be able to lift 50 plus pounds yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> that's why i gorilla press everybody i meet there we go uh, he's yeah, like yeah. i'm gonna have to do this later anyway yep <laughs> all Just right get warmed up well it is 420 here in california and that means time for the news obviously um obviously before we get to our first story, we do have a few super chats. I'm going to do it a little different than we normally do. Uh, there are questions I already see in the super chat that would probably provoke discussion. So I'm just going to round robin it 
and we're just going to give the quickest answers we possibly can in the interest of keeping the show running. Uh, Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, I'm going to start with Jaden Buck's uh, $10 Super Chat, which asks the question, introducing the very first crazy question for Crazy Question Friday. That's a thing. Uh, If you could (laughs) transform into any vehicle, a la Henke Shoujo, which... Um, (laughs) What kind of vehicle would you transform into? I personally would transform into a Vespa. Why? Because I only have room for one person in my life. Ash, how about you, my friend? Uh, jet ski. I love riding jet skis. I would love to be a jet ski. That sounds amazing. Jet skis. All right. Derek. Uh, plane. Get to anywhere I want to fast. That'd Damn, be nice. A, that was way better than a Vespa. Bannon, how about you? <laughs> so whenever people ask me these kind of questions, I think about the technicalities. Like you said a plane. Yeah, uh-huh. you could turn into a plane, but you still have the limitations of a plane. You'd need a runway. You'd need a landing strip. That all that kind of stuff. You would only have enough, Ooh. you know, fuel to get somewhere. Like, what type of plane are you? There's a lot. It's a loaded question. Is the Iron Man armor a vehicle? He gets oh, God. inside of it. He can drive it. He can fly it. You know what? I would, I would it, count I would, that. It counts. Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a really I just got topped. The Iron yeah. Man armor. Oh, that oh, is man, so good. Really good. Shit, I, I wish I'd thought of that. I'm a, I'm a fucking <laughs> Vespa. All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yipes, the Fruit Stripe Zebra with a $19.99 super chat. I don't know where this came from, but it says, Yipes, the Fruit Stripe Gum uh, it's fruit Zebra gum. here. Uh, just yeah. stopping in to say hello, but not to worry. My presence here lasts just as long as the flavor of my chewing gum. Please yeah, give my right. friend Bongo my kindest regards. What the f- it's right. This is one of my favorite super chats I've ever seen in any episode so far. Man, that is incredibly really on generous brand. tonight too. My yeah. God, yeah. that's amazing. Well, well done. I, I assume yes. you're actually bongo lover, but if you aren't, I don't know what's happening here, and I'm a little scared. All right, uh, <laughs> Braden Kalka with a Canadian ten dollars super chat says, "Evening, guys. I'm wondering, have y'all checked out Genshin yet?" I was hesitant to try it, but it's completely won me over. Its world is so detailed and fun to explore. It might even rival Breath of the Wilds. Um, so I tried Genshin Impact a while ago. I called it a discount Breath of the Wild because that's what I feel like it is. It apes a lot of the interesting concepts from it, but doesn't, in my opinion, pull them off as well. Uh, Ash, have you tried it? I have not, but I have been recently turned been turned on to the soundtrack, which is really good. Like the music nice. in this game is awesome, but I hmm. personally have not played the game though. All right, Derek, how about you? I have not, but I saw Amy play like the first hour and she really got into the world, the character designs, all that stuff. She was really into it. And then I introduced her to Final Fantasy XIV and that was it. (laughs) Nice. All right. Bannon, have you tried out a Genshin Impact? I'll just give a simple answer. No. Hey, fair enough. (laughs) I I had some snarky remark. I was like, just bad. Dial it in. Take your waifu shit and go home. All right. So, yeah, anyway. I say in a alternate universe, the other band would have said, no, I do not own a hentai body pillow. So. <laughs> oh, dude. I had to look back to make sure mine was put away. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nick Bell with a $9.99 super chat. I'm married, folks. I don't have a hentai body pillow. I just wish I did. All right. Uh, no. Nick Bell says, hey, GVG buds, the government gave me a fat payday the other day so i thought i'd throw some your way keep up the good work also what game are y'all most excited for in august well thank you so much for sharing your fat payday with us we appreciate that uh and i think i've made no secret about where my allegiances lie all this time 
No More Heroes 3, baby. As soon as that comes out, that's my August game. Uh, how about you, Ash? What are you looking forward to? Uh, you Come back to me because I'm <laughs> still trying to think about it. It, it <laughs> was it was Kena, but I think it is. like looking at the, I don't know what else is releasing in August now, so I'm going to say No More Heroes 3 because I am excited for that one. Oh, yeah, Psychonauts is also coming out. Psychonauts are, Psychonauts are No More Heroes. Ooh. So for the sake of variety, I'm going to say Psychonauts, but I'm, I'm excited for both. Nice. How about you, Bannon? Um, lawn mowing simulator for PC. Nice. <laughs> that just sounds satisfying in a weird way. In the same way that power wash one. Um, honestly, once you, this is something that they don't tell you when you start making games. Once you start making them, you barely play them. I right. mean, same, same applies yeah. to getting into the media or at least doing this. What we do is like, we don't play games that often, do we guys? Uh, like when, maybe. when a game comes around to cover that I want to play, I'm like, Oh God, Yes. <laughs> like the stars have aligned <laughs> um yeah i totally uh, totally get that yeah so it's going to be psychonauts 2 for me as well it was kina but it got delayed to september so psychonauts 2 nice i wonder if you'll be playing that in august though or if you'll be waiting till november on your new game pass machine when you get that i, I probably will have to wait in and you know not actually play it in august but i am looking mm -hmm. forward to seeing how it turns out for sure nice all right moving moving on uh ethan clegg with a five dollar super chat says you guys convinced me to pick up chrono trigger i found a copy Woo! of the ds version in nice. good condition and it will hopefully arrive next week holy hell i don't That's even awesome. want to know what hell you spent yes. on that <laughs> but yeah um, enjoy the ride man yes congratulations uh that is that is an awesome get all right uh queens queen saffron that took me a minute i was not parsing <laughs> that they were different words queen saffron 623 with a 20 dollars super chat says you guys, so you guys are awesome today. can't wait to hang more uh you're awesome thank, thank you. you so much so for much. your generous support uh, Wolfstar with a $5 super chat says, I would love to know Bannon's thoughts on River City Underground. Do you think of it as your rival? Have you played River City Underground? So I, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Are you no. talking about the. <sighs> I love it. Are you talking about this game? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Dang. All right. So, um, I bet he likes it. <laughs> are we are we talking about this game? Maybe? Yeah, there you go. The one where <laughs> I am uh, the guy in the yellow shirt there. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. That is amazing. So he probably hates it. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he's not too into it. I'm yeah. on the fence. <laughs> uh, I, so yeah, that is, that is a Kickstarter game. Um, that was my first... Well, just game in general. Like, I, I moved to Los Angeles to do film, uh, like, um, just behind and in front of the camera stuff. And, uh, but I also wanted to make video games. So we did Kickstarter. Um, it was successful. This was going up against Shantae, surprisingly, uh, oh, Mighty wow. Number no. 9, and I think Shovel Knight was just winding down. There was one other one in there. Oh, Hyperlight Drifter. So those were going on all at the same time. That was like the height of Kickstarter. So once we hit our, I think it was like 250K that we asked for, I was I was waiting tables and I was like, oh, oh shit. All right, uh, I, I quit. Like, I'm like, just like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm doing nice. I love I just, that. I just I'm like out. to imagine Bannon like bringing a plate and he's like, oh, fuck that. And just, <laughs> well, I mean, I was done. Like right there, I was like two weeks, uh, I'll, I'll finish the shift. Like, 
I, I'm done. I, I've only worked for like two more days and I just got straight to work. Um, but I was still working on set um, because when you work on set, you can be working for about like 16 hours a day just on set. But you only work technically maybe five of those hours. You just sit around while they do the lights and all that uh. stuff. So I would bring my laptop and just work. Like people just knew me as the guy that just worked on his video game on set. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So yeah, That's I did cool. that, and that is what um, Way Forward saw and went like, "Oh, who made this?" And there, it's like, "Oh, this guy did all the design and art, animation, and stuff like that." And there's two programmers. Our team was pretty much three people, wow. and so they're like, "Well, do you want a job here?" And I looked at my wallet and like, you know, the the cartoony moths flew out <laughs> exactly. of it. And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, probably, you know, take a job there." And they're like, "Yeah, you can start Monday." I was like, yeah, "Monday works for me." Doing like cartwheels the whole way there. Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. so, and nice. the guy who reached out to me is Adam Tierney, the guy that he and I tag teamed uh, the first River City Girls. That's awesome. That but is awesome. As, as, as it's known, River City Girls won. Yes. <laughs> well, it comes after zero chronologically. Yeah. Anyway. Right. So yeah, Underground, yeah, that is that's my first game and introduction into the industry. That's fun. That was my Very resume, I will say. There we go. You got to like your own resume. Hopefully. Not really. You don't have to. Like, it is, you see the mistakes that you made and you just build up from that. This is True. like, when you look at like Toy Story, the first one, are we allowed to swear? Yes. Oh, yeah. It looks totally. like dog shit. It looks awful. True. Compared to like what it is. Like, do they love that? Do they love the look of it? Like, even The Incredibles doesn't look good. I, I, I thought that looked the amazing did, at the time. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. I, I will say, I know, so interested in moving on quickly, but just to put that out there, we are not that far off from Disney remaking Toy Story, Incredibles, oh. and all that with the modern. Oh, pack. no, we're sure not. Yep. We Which, yeah. That's yeah. terrifying. That's a terrifying proposition. But anyway, yeah, we have a couple more super chats to read before we get into the news. Yep. Uh, Ecto Coolest. Like Ecto Cooler? Like the high C drink from the 80s? Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. They say, hey, guys, wondering what your thoughts on save states are and if you've ever used them to overcome a difficult game. Love them and yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything that makes people able to play a game in a way that they are comfortable with, you know, more options are a good thing. Save states are an option. Don't like them, don't use them. Uh, Ash, yeah. what about you? Completely agree. Also love them. Also, yes, I want as many people to get into Mega Man and, and be Mega Man fans as possible, and save states help make that happen. Hell yeah. Nice. Derek, uh, what, what's your stance on save states? Uh, save states saved my life when it came to playing Castlevania The Adventure when I was doing the whole Castlevania series. I was, I would, oh, It yeah, would have been, been impossible to beat with otherwise. So, yeah, yeah, thank you, save states. Nice. And, Bannon, I think you said you, said you were for them? I haven't said anything. Oh. <laughs> uh, same states. I am very for it because of old game designs. It is an archaic way of thinking. It was, oh, they did this in the arcade because they were trying to quarter munch. That shouldn't mm -hmm. have translated to the consoles at all. So save states. Yes. I'm right. Nice. All right. We're, we're getting into the lore now with these next couple oh, of super boy. chats. Bongo lover with a Canadian $10 super chat. Thank you. Uh, says, bad news, Bongo won't let Danimal sponsor you guys because Derek offended him. His reaction really pissed him off. You guys were so close to getting Danimals for life. You could have had the minion flavor. I, do I feel like Bongo's making a heel turn. 
I, I don't know what's happening here. So um, we've got fruit strip gum, we've got ecto cooler, and we've got animals. Yeah, I, I feel like brands of your snack infiltrated TNT. Uh, I'm waiting lover, for lunchables to get in here. <laughs> Bungle lover almost immediately follows this up with a Canadian two dollars super chat saying thanks, yipes the zebra. I'm still not convinced you're not talking to yourself, but whatever. We love you. Thank you all for the super <laughs> chats. Uh, <laughs> if, if we have any more, the show will just end before it starts. So let's uh, move on to the news. Uh, our first story involves a, a, I don't know, like fucking coffee and a bird. <laughs> uh, so this comes courtesy of Animal Crossing World. Apparently, uh, data miners have located in the version 1.11 update for Animal Crossing New Horizons that Nintendo uh, may be planning to reintroduce uh, the long-missing Brewster's Cafe uh, into New Horizons, which is significant for a couple of reasons. One, uh, Animal Crossing hasn't really received, like, a meaningful update in quite some time. Like, we're we're into year two of Animal Crossing. Uh, stuff is getting recycled. You know, events are just the same events we played last year, um, albeit, you know, he, with a new item here or there, but it, it very much mm. feels like animal crossing new horizons is in maintenance mode. Now they're just keeping it going. Um, however, this, uh, this data mine is significant because one people have been asking for Brewster. I know Ash, you've been interested in Brewster, ret- Brewster returning to animal crossing. I have been as yes. well, just because it's like the one place in animal crossing that's just open at night. Like, I feel like yep. if you're an adult with a real life and you aren't just stuck at home doing nothing, uh, then most of Animal Crossing stuff closes down at a child's bedtime. <laughs> and so you're just like, well, I guess I can walk around and look for bugs, which I don't know about y'all. But at 38, that's not really how I'm looking <laughs> to spend my evenings. But, <laughs> um, yeah. What's significant is that they're, the code for... Uh, Brewster's Cafe has been in the game since launch, like way, way back last uh, last March at the beginning of all this shit that we're still dealing with. Um, but in 1.11, several additions were made. I'm not going to bore you with the exact details, but it's like code and functions related to opening the cafe were added to the game, which implies that it may be coming soon. In fact, uh, there's functions there relating to villager dialogue to where they'll talk about the fact that the cafe opened. Um, But, you know, to kind of hedge your bets on this one, uh, Animal Crossing World did list, like, the hit-or-miss ratio for stuff that has been data mined from the game, and it is literally (laughs) 50-50. It's right down the middle. Like, five have come true, and five have yet to come to pass or might not come to pass at all. Um, you know, we got like, uh, you know, they correctly predicted red. They correctly predicted, uh, being able to swim and dive in the ocean and get stuff out. They predicted picking vegetables, but they only got that one half right because we've only ever gotten pumpkins, but you were supposed to get other stuff. Uh, things that notably didn't make it in were, uh, furniture that you could affix to the ceiling. So like overhead lights, chandeliers, stuff like that, (laughs) um, being able to cook. They there was rumored cooking in the game and a few other things, but uh, I I would just be happy to see anything come to Animal Crossing at this point. Uh, I'm surprised that this game did as well as it has done, and Nintendo's like, yep, that was one solid year of updates. We're out. <laughs> I I almost feels like they were unprepared. Like like wait, like I don't think they expected it to be as big as it was, especially in the like the, well they couldn't have predicted the whole pandemic thing that boosted sales like crazy. 
and just like the perfect pandemic game. So them, they, this is them being yeah. caught like unaware with what, what kind of success it was going to see and probably scrambling to get things done. But who knows? I don't know exactly how long it takes to get this sort of thing done, but uh, that's my best guess. It, I assume it does have to do something with the pandemic, just in maybe not even them being unprepared, but just maybe the pandemic continuing, just derailing, you know, their development plans as the year wore on and maybe just causing problems there. It is strange, though, because you know, Animal Crossing obviously came out, as you said, Derek, at the perfect time for the pandemic and it just it just exploded. So you'd think they want to keep capitalizing on that. But I do hope the Brewster thing is real. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm not saying that that's going to get me to go out and buy new horizons and play the hell out of it i he was my favorite you know i love the roost and i loved him in uh new leaf and i just love the idea of him in his cafe but i don't have time to play animal crossing right now i barely have time to play the games i'm playing so you know but I, i'm with you steve i love the roost because it's one of the few things that's open you know late at night when i'm typically able to play games although that's one of the things i did love about new leaf is that you could as the mayor you know, decide when you want your town to be active. So you better believe I made my town a late night, night owl town. And uh, <laughs> nice. I just I love the roost. I love coffee. You guys know that coffee is like my thing. So Brewster's awesome. Cafes are awesome. Coffee shops are awesome. And the roost is awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Bannon, have you played Animal Crossing? Are you an Animal Crossing person or? So my only real interaction with um, Animal Crossing is Nintendo had me and my buddy uh, Jonathan Holmes go like behind the scenes and play like, oh, here's the brand new version. Like we had to go like security through all this stuff. And I get back there and I'm playing. I was like, I don't care about this. <laughs> it's just I was like, I yeah. don't, this is my first time play. I was like, I was like, this is cute, but I have no affinity for it. It's just a game that exists. I wish I maybe I, I would have liked it as a kid, like during a summer break or something, just sitting there, just vegging out on it. But other than that, I was just like, cool, I, I guess this is fine. Uh-huh. It's yeah, cute. That's always, and it's, it's adorable. That's always been me. Like, it's it's fine, but it's just never I can't get into life sim games. And I know people are yeah. like, so excited for Brewster and whatnot. I'm like, oh, cool. What's he do? Nothing. He's just a coffee shop. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> OK, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the opposite side of the fence from you guys on this one. But I'm a big Animal Crossing person. I've always really liked the series. It's just something fun for me to chill out and unwind with. But I, I will admit at this point, I haven't played the game in months. I, I would like something to get me back. And Brewster would be entertaining for a couple of weeks, you know. Um, and I'd probably be done with it again. But I, I, I want to rewind a little bit back to what Bannon was saying. I have to know more about this experience of Nintendo taking you behind the velvet rope and just being like, check out our new games, sir. Like, <laughs> as, as those of us who have to, like, fight and scrap for appointments with them, I'm very curious what the VIP experience really is like. It, it's just you in a big empty room with, like, four other people that are trying to conduct an interview. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's really all it is. And then you just talk to employees. They're like, "Oh, so like, are you excited about the game?" They're like, "Sure." I just, just work the weekend. Like, I don't. It's it's not it's not blindfold gun at your back. You got to be quiet. Here's a uh, this thick uh, NDA. Yeah, you, I mean, you sign the big NDA. You just stand outside of a door. You come in, and it's just. I mean, it's not like a, oh lights and you know fog. It's just yeah. you're just in one of the rooms that they rented out and. There's like a kiosk here, kiosk here, and one over there, and you just talk. And that's basically what we saw, Ash, when we played it at PAX East. Yeah, it it, it pretty much is. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I I have to say it's it's interesting of all the companies that I've ever gone to meetings with and and previewed games with uh Nintendo is one of maybe two or three that I can think of that actually gave me like a paper NDA and had me sign it right there, like in person. They're like, Hey, you have to, I'm, I'm like, do you keep these? <laughs> like where, where do you put them during the show? Because the minute you give me the paper, I email you and say, Hey, can you send that over like via email? So I don't lose it. Cause I'm going to lose it. Um, <laughs> My first thing I do is always take a picture. It's like, okay, we're yeah, just exactly. all set. Like I'll take a picture and, I, and then I'll ask the PR person, like, can you just send this to me like in an official email so that when I'm going over my final video, I can just make sure I didn't uh, offend you. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I really don't want to make you mad at me, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it, it's definitely an interesting situation. I, I, I hope that animal crossing gets more updates. So it, it does, desperately needs them and i agree with you ash i think that nintendo just the pandemic caught them off guard like it did so many of us and right. they were like oh shit like this game blew up because everyone's at home and we sold way more switches than we intended to oh god we should probably expand this game more <laughs> i guess yeah. but at the same time like the sales and stuff like that that shouldn't really matter about development like they should know yeah. that people were hyped about Animal Crossing, it's not like, well, we'll put out this little game that everybody loves and we'll see what happens. And I was like, my God, people love it. It's like, yeah, you <laughs> who would have guessed? Have, yeah, you have sales figures and you have stuff to go off of going like you you have projections, so they know that it was going to be a good game. So whatever True. the delays are, yeah, we can chalk it up to COVID. A mm. Anything that we talk about that is delay related, it can just be like, mm, COVID. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Like, sure. this is my office now is just working here. Like, I barely go into the actual office at work. And it's it was so much easier. Like, we all got kind of used to it. But just to have two controllers and playing on, a, a you know, the same screen with somebody like a programmer and tweaking stuff on the fly, so much easier. Like, we, we mm -hmm. did upgrade recently to Nitro on Discord so we could finally see 60 frames at 1080, but... Some workers are only working off Wi-Fi because they're in the kitchen. So it's it's never the same experience as working in person in the office with your coworkers. So right. it just kind of slows things down a bit. Yeah, I imagine. That's still doable, but it slows things down. That's a, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Like I wonder, you know, I, I think often about all the smaller developers, like the like the folks that aren't the Nintendos and Microsofts of the world that are working remotely now and i'm like how does that happen like how you know because i think about like you mentioned uh i've programmed some things previously and I'll, I'll go through whatever i'm working on and try to execute that last bit of code i wrote and then i'll find like oh this doesn't work you know i'd like to make a small adjustment and that's easy to do but you have to then recompile it and put it back on the device you're working on and you know when that's a collaborative process like when you're remote i imagine that's got to be way more of a pain in the ass like Oh hey, I just uploaded this build that I changed three letters on. Can you can you go and and download that and and run it on your device on your end and make sure it works so, the way we thought it would? We do use um, SVN. SVN is just a quick like I just somebody a programmer will hit me up and go, oh update, I added that thing you needed. Update takes maybe like two minutes, and then I just open up Unity again. It recompiles it, and then I'm just you know, I'm testing it out. It doesn't really take that long unless there's like massive changes and like all the animations oh, nice. need to be handled a different way. But it is, it is at that point to where it's like, hmm, do we need the office? Like we are getting by doing this. 
Right. Right. I'm comfortable. My my you know my office mates are my lovable cat and my girlfriend. It's like <laughs> I don't mind this. Like it's yeah, fine. it's not it's not so that bad. There's, there's advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have to drive 45 minutes to work. That so. I imagine <laughs> That's you, guys, nice you guys are in Southern California, right? I mean, Ash worked there. Yeah. So while. if you've ever been to Southern California, um, I am by Universal Studios, and then. Um, work is by um, magic mountain so it's that distance it's like oof it, it can be 25 minutes or it can be up to 45 minutes depending on traffic so i oof. i yeah. as i lived in la as a child so i didn't really understand traffic obviously oh. um <laughs> but cat. when i went to my very first e3 I, I just looked at a map and i was like universal studios seems pretty damn close i'm gonna stay oh. there <laughs> that was the biggest mistake of my life. That I was like, mistake. "Oh, I have to get up like three hours early every morning to get to, to get to E3. This is terrible." Um, my like, uh, my drive to Wayford was only a little bit worse. I uh, I live in K Town, so we're not too far apart. Uh, I used to the live there too. Trying oh, okay, to get through cool. those yeah, streets like, to the freeway, it was a nightmare. I hate it. Oh yeah, no, I'm like right <laughs> on Wilshire and Western, so it's like yeah, you got to get to the freeway and then just take. Yeah, it's it was quite uh, the commute I was for Western me. Western and uh, kind of Western and Third Street, so right there. Oh, okay, so so super close. Nice, hey, neighbor. Right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we could talk about LAE three and and Nintendo. <laughs> holding us hostage with NDAs all day, but we do have a couple more super chats to read. (laughs) Uh, Bongo lover again with a Canadian $2 super chat, trying to dispel the rumor. Bongo is my only love. The zebra is someone else. I'm not convinced, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, the shadow hermit with a two pound or two euro, 29 pence is, is pence like the smaller denomination of euros. I I know pounds and pence. I don't know what it, fraction of a euro is anyway thank you so much for the 2.29 euro donation uh says zelda lovers need to check out baldo in august i've i've heard about baldo but i've not uh i've not looked up a trailer yet same here i haven't had a chance i've heard about it and also folks in live audience are saying it's sense so it's just oh cool euros and cents all right cool cool sure thank you i learned something new today six of them you are none the richer (laughs) <laughs> I love that reference that is i, I, I get that, that reference my my high school girlfriend loved that song oh god i'm so old all right <laughs> anyway uh would you say you went on a play date with her a few times Segway. Segway. <laughs> nice. all right speaking of play dates let's get this next one off screen good god all right uh, so this comes courtesy of IGN. Uh, the Playdate apparently uh, sold twenty thousand units in just twenty minutes, um, and so pa- this comes you know directly from Panic. If you're not familiar with the Playdate, it's this cute little like they call it a one-bit gaming console, which of course is not accurate, but mark- <laughs> marketers going to market. It's like a little yellow. Uh, game boyish device with a crank it plays really simple games you buy the device and the games just automatically get added to it over time uh, it's a really cool thing i've been chasing it since 2018 i want to say when i met the ceo of panic and got a preview of the device for back in the game explained days uh it, it's a really cool little unit um i'm excited to check it out when it comes out uh but i'm surprised to see the demand for this thing uh, I really thought that it would kind of just be like a really small niche device that sold okay, <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really get the appeal. I mean, I, yeah. I'm sure if I actually had one, like you know, played one and, and got to try the crank and stuff, I would think it's pretty cool. But I just don't quite see what niche this fills. At least for me personally, I'm glad that they're having success with it so far. I'm glad it's a thing that people want. I just don't quite get the hype myself. I, I've played it. it. It's it's fine for that. Like it's fine for just checking it out at a booth. I don't know who would even develop these games because it's so specific, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're you you know the 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 one that I played. I think I played two of them. Can't remember what the second one was, but the the one is the the robot where you know you crank it this way and he he moves. I think he's moving like this or something like that. You crank it back and he moves backwards. You're trying to like dodge stuff and make him like duck under stuff and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But it's like I'm not going to really see myself relaxing like this well like like cranking this thing it's like i don't know there's like there's people were kind of on the fence about the you know the zelda game where you have to like manually yeah yeah people are like can we just have controls like i don't i don't want to have to do a bunch of stuff i just want to play the game right and now we have developers having to develop these very niche games of winding like maybe it should just be a fishing game <laughs> that is the question. I was just thinking that there has to be a fishing game on this thing, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, I haven't seen one yet, but it, so. it seems like that's what it was meant for. It looks like a Tiger Electronic that is just a fishing game thing. Yeah, I mean, it's cool when you see it in motion because you're like, really, it almost feels analog. Mm-hmm. Though everything's controlled, right. but it's like for you know, and, you know five minutes of playing it. Well, that, that was neat. Cool. That was neat. Right. That's it. Yeah, I have a feeling it's probably going to end up in a lot of desks. Like, oh, I'll pull it out a little bit, or hey, check out this cool thing, and then goes back in the desk. Like, it's yeah. neat. That but... person goes, that was neat, and they're like, it was neat, and I go, yeah, back in the drawer. Yeah, Samurai Don makes a good point in our YouTube chat, saying the play date doesn't look accessible friendly for disabled gamers, and that's a great point. It doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure how you get around that, given that the crank is such a central feature to the system, but that is a good point. Yeah. So when I talked to, I want to say his name, Cable. Yeah, Cable, the CEO of Panic. And this was years ago at this point. But when I first went hands-on with this thing, uh, he did mention that not every game, at least at that point in time, was going to use the crank. Oh, okay. uh, because it does have like a B and A button and a D-pad on it. Um, but I think some games, like the the one that uh, Bannon mentioned, is is definitely designed solely to use that. Uh, it's some kind of like it the way it was described to me and I wish I could remember the name of it I was trying to look it up real quick but you're not so much moving the robot as you are advancing time and yeah, somehow yeah. like the robot and certain objects in the environment have escaped the flow of time because the demo I played and again this was like very early on so this was the only thing he had on the play date uh the you had to dodge a paper airplane. <laughs> If the paper airplane hit the robot, the robot was toast. I was like, damn, maybe, like, I don't know, build him out of something else. That's a weak-ass robot. (laughs) (laughs) The robots I know have lasers. Anyway, um, (laughs) and and you would rewind it backwards, and, like, his knees would buckle, and he'd kind of fall over, but that would get him around the paper airplane. It was an interesting concept, I agree, but I do wonder, like, they've, they revealed... A lot of the games coming to the play date in season one, but they also announced like a second season and they're like, we don't even know what's in that surprise. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what types of games end up on this device. Uh, the one thing that I was hyped for was, and I, I wish I could remember his name, but the creator of uh, Oberdin, 
is making a game for the play date and just his visual style that he uses fits a monochrome screen really well and i i think he showed like a very very brief demo of just like people talking in it but it looked cool um i'm interested to uh, see what it'll what it'll turn out to be but i'm not like uh, i didn't pre-order i'm not like champing at the bit to grab one right now mm-hmm uh, Alan had put out, pointed out that the name of the robot game is Crinkin's Time Travel Adventure, and it's according to Jet Set in the in this patron chat, saying developed by uh, Keita Takahashi of Katamari fame. So they did get some pretty big developers between the Oberdin guy and you know Keita or Takahashi. Yes, yeah. something. Yeah, it's it's honestly, it's honestly not bad. Um, I I. I don't have a ton to say about it i think it's kind of neat that it's selling well i'll be interested to see what it is when it comes out like how this plays out once it's in the market and people actually have their hands better than the game boy (laughs) was there another thing that sold this fast and well and then it just kind of fizzled out i'm trying to you talking about the ouya i guess yeah just the ouya sell well i forget the ouya was a kickstarter success but i don't know that it sold particularly well I mean, they did get it funded. That means people were on board for it, but it just kind of just went away. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of another, maybe it'll come to us later, but I'm trying to think of another device. People were like, yeah, we're all in. And then it came out, they're like, that's neat. And then into the drawer. Yeah. Yeah, I feel huh. like there's probably a million stories like that, but probably. nothing that nothing specific we'll just, that it's We'll just say hoverboards. Oh, there you go. I mean, well, those started blowing up. <laughs> but... We don't know what's going to happen with these either. That's true. You could be cranking it really fast. and <laughs> I swear, Mom, I was in bed cranking it and a fire started. <laughs> I'm cranking, Mom! Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, those, those uh, panics reporting that they got so many pre-orders that they won't get uh, the final batch of them into people's hands until 2022. You know what else is coming in 2022? Oh, Our nice. next story. God damn it. Horizon Forbidden West got delayed until next year in a move that mm-hmm. nobody saw coming yeah. from space or anything. Uh, of course, PlayStation was going to crank out. The bigger their... surprise if it actually did come out this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was assuming this was going to be the case. Yeah. So uh, this story comes from Jason uh, Schreier, game delayer extraordinaire over at Bloomberg. Uh, and basically just, you know, speaking to his usual sources and, and Jason is, I mean, if Jason posts something, it's, yeah, it's, it's official basically. Like he's, he's right. I, I I don't know where he gets his info, but it must be like somebody pretty well placed at every place (laughs) ever. Um, and, and it basically, you know, we all, we all kind of thought this was coming when we saw for horizon forbidden West. We're like, really 2021 for real? Uh, this yeah. is the thing you're doing. You got this, Sony. You okay? Um, so I'm I'm not super surprised that it's been delayed. Um, I'm surprised that it's. I'm I'm surprised we're hearing about it from Jason before Sony. Honestly, I feel like this is something Sony probably should have just copped to, maybe two or three months ago. <laughs> like, uh, they were not... just trying to find the right way to do it. Like have some sort of big thing that like actually have a release date nailed down and just say, yeah, it slipped, but here's the actual release date. That could be that could be it. I I don't know that a delay with an immediate new release date works all the time. Like I think about oftentimes when people are like, "Hey, we clearly like didn't meet our initial target, so here's an exact date 
<laughs> because then there's the risk of like if you have to delay it again mm. like woof that, that's that's not a good look for most people and i think most people are like forgiving the first time you you blow a release target but the second time especially if it's like a pinpointed hyper specific release date i think that's when people start to get upset like you start to get nasty comments and well it's on twitter so you'll get nasty <laughs> comments no matter what but oh yeah i'm yeah i guess i'm not surprised i'm not surprised by this no. news at all um a little no, deflated no. because i wonder what this leaves for the rest of sony's 2021 for the ps5 um i would say this would be like a, a fantastic time for sony to like highlight more third-party games like <laughs> hey here's all the other cool stuff coming to ps5 while we sort this whole thing out uh ash you you're the probably angle. the most impacted by this among us so how, um, how's I mean, this leave I you feeling about not... well i mean i i'm kind of coming at it from the angle you just mentioned steve which was i never really truly thought that horizon forbidden west was coming out this year so i'm not really that disappointed just it's kind of just more like okay now we now it's official i i didn't really feel much again because i just kind of felt like yeah this was always going to be the case i never once expected that game to release this year and that's why when people ask me oh what games are you most excited for for the rest of the year you know they would be like oh you didn't mention horizon and i'm like well that's because i don't really think it's coming out this year and it's not <laughs> so more it's more than anything i'm just a little bit concerned about what that leaves for the ps5 for the rest of the year especially in a first party sense i mean god of war is next year now 22 22 is gonna be a good year we'll put it that way <laughs> oh god ash even just got we mildly have, hyped and he froze we have this running gag where whenever ash gets too excited discord just takes him down a notch and apparently <laughs> full, they took him down effect. a notch uh yeah. so bannon I'll, I'll throw it to you especially you know since you're you're one of the few folks we've had on the show that exists on the other side of games um how do you how do you basically like one, were you looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West? Let's start there. <laughs> um, as I always tell people when people are like super bummed about a game being delayed and stuff, I'm like, I look at your games library. Have you finished about ten percent of those games? Like, have nope. you like? <laughs> yeah, and people are like, I want this game. I was like, this game will be added to your massive library of games you have not finished. There will be another game. You're like, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn, but there's other game, you know, is coming out. I want that game too. It's like, look at your library. Like Last Guardian is sitting at, I think, 5% finished on my, on my <laughs> PS5. It's like, there's, I got annoyed at him not doing a thing. I was like, oh, fuck this dog thing. I'm out of here. But it's like, I have so many games, especially the free games that come with like PS5 and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, they just sit there. But people are super super involved about getting like angry about a game being delayed when it is only for the benefit. Yeah. Cyberpunk is a different story. It's a different story per company and per game because of numerous varied things that can go wrong. Oh, you know, this is a PS five console game that we're making. We haven't worked on the PS five, like way forward. I don't even think we have dev kits. So we are all trying to figure out how to work on this new stuff and mm-hmm. deliver a game that is going to run on this new stuff. Right. While people complain about the game not coming out while they have probably literally hundreds of games just sitting there that they still haven't finished or whatever. Oh, I, I can look and I can <laughs> see that's my planned retirement is going through my actual backlog. It's like, all right, 
<clears throat> 60 years of gaming what do we got <laughs> let's actually play through That's some the of thing. these i don't think you will even do that because 60 years of gaming means it'll just keep compiling exactly compiling. yep so ash has confirmed by the way that uh apparently spectrum died again so uh rest in peace good sir <laughs> yep. yeah, maybe we'll get him back before the end of this but it does suck yeah um but you're you're absolutely right but, bannon yeah. about just the point about delayed games and how many games oh, we treat games like like uh, people do TV sometimes. Like we have nine hundred channels, and we're like, "Oh, there's yeah. nothing on. There's nothing worth watching." Um, mm. Like and I, the, I the last game, what was the last game that got delayed that you were super angry about, and it came out, and you're you're playing it currently? Like, can you remember? Like, there's movies that I remember waiting. Like when we like first saw the Marvel lineup when they did like, "Here's the movies," and you're like, "That's so far away." We've hey, already I'm watched back. them all. Hello, Ash. Hello. Hello again. You've been missed. I'm sorry, everybody. It's how, how dare you have your internet go out? <laughs> this is the second time this has happened in like two weeks. Spectrum! I don't know if Ash. you got the answer to my question. Oh, we did. Yeah, we, we got enough, but... Oh, we yeah. got enough. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, Ash, we'll talk about your insolence after. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> about the right. internet. Cool. Um, but yeah, I was just going over the fact that it's like people are angry about video games being delayed and this can be for movies and stuff like that. I don't even remember the games that got delayed because they will come out. You play them and you yeah. forget about the whole anger that you held towards this delay in the first place and you just enjoy the game while you play the hundreds of other games that are still coming out that will exactly they will mm. keep you occupied and busy. The the and interesting thing about about this that I've seen chat bring up in both YouTube and Patreon, one, hey, it gives you more time to get through Zero Dawn, which I'm currently working on. Same. Um, but also, um, this also kind of puts, by delaying to 2022, this puts in the awkward position like, oh, God, what if it happens again and Horizon and Zelda come out at the exact, around the same time again? I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. And that, people that's, are going to make... Almost the more of the story here. Comparisons. Yeah. 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 Then I, you will play yeah. one game and then you'll get to the other one when you're done. True. Or I mean, both did succeed. Both yeah, did succeed you, before. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to mess with it, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I just, like you are now just trying to finish Horizon Zero Dawn. That game's been out for years. So it's yeah. like, guilty. I don't get why people are so like, I want it on that day. You said it. And the thing that you were talking about um, earlier, Steve, is like, how do, how do they know that whole, like, date? Like, maybe they won't make that date. When, like, for the games I've worked on, we have Gantt sheets. We have stuff broken down to this thing right here, whatever it is, like, getting this enemy type in here. This is going to take two weeks, according to, you know, the timing that it took for other things. We can time it out that way. The VFX attached. Uh, we have 10 enemies, so total time, like, working time is this we can get a pretty good uh, estimate of when a date is going to be hit. And some companies actually need to have a game come out um, during quarters. Like in the first quarter of this year, we need the game to come out because of actual like, tax reasons and stuff like that. We need mm. it to come out this. We'll take out stuff like, no, that's not, this is superfluous or it's just doesn't need to be in the game. Like, we don't need a third flying enemy in Horizon Zero Dawn. Let's take it out. And they're like, that actually saves us, like, three weeks. We don't have to have the 3D, the rigging, sound effects, all that stuff attached to that. That saves us three weeks. Cool. We have a better time frame. We can get more of an exact date. Nice. Right. 
That's cool. I mean, yeah, you that... know, at the end of the day, as I've said before, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but delays always make a game better. It's, you know, and this is a game, particularly Horizon Forbidden West. I want them to get it right. I love yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. I want them to take the time they need to get it right. And and speaking of something you said, Bannon, if like, if you're actually, if you're harboring actual anger, legitimate anger toward a video game release, you need to find more to do more important things to focus on, more important things to be angry about. Disappointment, fine. Oh, be sour about it. But anger, man, you gotta find more to do. You gotta you got just... Yeah, yeah, it's the equivalent of <laughs> these companies are trying to make, if it's delayed, that means, hey, the product isn't going to be what you want and what we want to release. We're gonna delay it. Like delaying only costs the company more money. Like that's all right. it does for them. But they wanna make sure they put out a better product. So being angry at people that are delaying something to make sure you have a better product is like yelling at your mom who's like, oh, baby, uh, the dinner's going to take about an hour longer, like a uh, slow yeah. cooking. And you're like, <laughs> fuck oh, you, mom. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, oh, I just try to make sure you have a good meal. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, here, here's, really some, here's some yeah. flour. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, there's stuff in the kitchen you can eat, the baby doll. Like, just eat that. And you're like, fuck yourself, mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. really good. Go fuck yourself, mom. That's a great so, comparison. Red Dead Redemption 2. Was that delayed a very long time? I can't even remember. I yeah, I can't remember, remember at all. We don't remember. I think it was. And I, I'm going to look yeah. up. And it is that thing of, like, were people angry? Maybe? Yeah. Of course they were. Of course. Red, Red Dead. In fact, the first result is Red Dead Redemption Two is delayed again. So it wasn't delayed. <laughs> and we don't even remember. So I, why yeah. are we angry? It doesn't make sense to me. I do love that Red Dead Redemption Two, which, by the way, a game I just don't like, was delayed twice. And and like when you look at it, you're like, you know, at some point someone was like struggling with horse testicle physics in that game. And they're like, I need more time. They don't shrivel correctly when it's cold. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, the girlfriend has entered the room to change. So not a problem no for you. Remember no guys, the first bylaw of TNT, no nipples on GVG. So yes, we gotta, we gotta, st- we gotta stay true to who we are. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's our brand right. here. No, no shirts come off during TNT. There we go. To, go, to go back to something Derek said, I, I think it is ironic and and a little bit sad that that Horizon Forbidden West and Breath of the Wild two are likely going to come out somewhat close to one another. I do hope they're several months apart. I do like, too. You know, maybe Breath of the Wild two is later in the year and Horizon's earlier. I don't know, but I just they're both great games, but they got so. I, I feel like Horizon got really unfairly compared to Breath of the Wild for a lot of dumb reasons when they both were fantastic and they both did very playing, playing different through things really well. horizon. Now it is so different. It feels so different other than just exactly. big open world. And it feels so different from breath of the wild it because does. it's going off the old thing where you can't climb it. it yeah. You're, it's it, breath of the wild. Open things up with what you can climb, where you can go and how you tra- travel and horizon sticks very much to the formula that was set before really good formula, really fun, but it's the old formula. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. All right, we got we got two more stories to go. I promise. And and uh, before we do that, we have a few super chats. Uh, 
to fill the negative space, as it were. Uh, so starting off, uh, Late Night Sprites with a $5 Super Chat says, Bannon, you and your team are amazing. Love River City Girls and Platinumed it. And I cannot wait for Advance Wars. Te- teared up and screamed at the announcement, which, hell yeah. Nice. Is... I have I have zero to do with Advance Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you said about Animal Crossing. You're like, well, you can't have Bannon one. Yep. Um, yeah, Advance Wars, I had no idea what we were even working on. That was a super secretive game. I'm involved in a, a lot of games at work. I had no idea what was even going on. That's amazing Still, they, they can wow. keep that kind of secret, even in the office that you work in. That's Honestly, like, yeah. it is super amazing, especially knowing my coworkers. Super secret. <laughs> no idea. It was going on for that long. I was like, no idea. You got to like watch out imagine. for those Nintendo ninjas. I was going to say, they just had, like, the scariest people from Nintendo, like, rooming with everyone working on the game. They're like, each of you will have a shadow. <laughs> they, they actually had a, like, they had Mario show up there. Every time I, I tried to get break in the door, legs. put his hand out. <laughs> he just look at me with his hand out going, wahoo. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Please stop, Mario. You're scary. Oh, God. Yeah, he's yeah. very dense. Like, he's very dense. <laughs> he's a thick boy there you go alright uh, Late Night Sprites followed that up with another $5 super chat thank you by the way uh, also wanted to say I hope this leads to more Nintendo series being revitalized Custom Robo and Rhythm Heaven would be perfect on Switch I, you just got me and Ash yes. with that comment for sure Custom Robo mm-hmm. one of my favorite GameCube games of all time just silly stupid fun uh, and one of the things I loved was that you could just repeatedly say no at the very last do things with a capital T for a rhythm having game on switch. And not only that, because we're talking about, you know, way forward and uh, my friend, and I suspect our mutual friend, Bannon, I would be so happy if James Montagna got to make a new, got to direct a new rhythm having game on switch. He loves that series so much and he understands the DNA of that series so much. I would just be so happy if he got to work on a new game. James loves specific series very much. Yes. Like, yes. He is he a does. he is a super fan of the game series that he loves. He is like he would die for them. Yep, he would. He would literally would. And and Rhythm Heaven is one of those series series, and he would absolutely kill it. Nice. If he ever got a chance to work on mm. work on one. All right. If if Rhythm Heaven said, I need you to kill somebody, James would be like, I'm already loading the gun. You just <laughs> tell me where to go. <laughs> That makes me worry that You're he's just so sitting right. in like a studio apartment somewhere with a revolver and a copy of Rhythm Heaven, just looking. We just at have him like, in a dark. Words. Yeah, we have him in a dark room, just standing yeah. there waiting. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Finally, just a super chat in five dollars from a half melted ice cream sandwich. Says chicken is not good. Drink milk. I respect your opinion, even if it's the wrong one. Uh, but. Hey, thanks for the super chat. I I assume that uh you're you're very healthy. You have strong bones. I don't know what the hell to say to that. Anyway, can we, all, can we just like chicken and milk? Can we yeah. say chicken is good and drink milk? I like both. Uh, yeah, I same. think this is a I think this is a like super intelligent pig typing at the keyboard right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that just doesn't involve pork, just stay Yeah, don't pork. eat pork. Pork's bad for you. Mm. Pork's, everything else is fine. Eat anything else. Eat pencil erasers if you want. <laughs> uh, 
Jordan Ruiz with a $2 super chat uh, before we move to the next story says just became a patron. Well, thank you. Welcome to our Patreon Uh, regarding Horizon Forbidden West. Let it cook. Absolutely. Like uh, Bannon said, every every single one of us, without me knowing any of you personally, every single one of us has way too many games we haven't played yet. Play another game until the game you want is out. You bought that game for a reason. You will be fine. Yeah, I, I guarantee you. Unless unless yes. the Earth is like just decimated by a meteor the day before Horizon Forbidden West comes out, it'll come out, you'll ignore it, and then you'll play it when you're ready. Or, you know, you'll be worried about a meteor destroying the Earth instead. So <laughs> There are going to be so many other games for you to play where the tutorial teaches you how to walk, how to crouch and go under a thing, and then <laughs> vault over a thing, and then hide in a bush, and slowly crawl... <laughs> behind somebody to silently execute them you'll be fine if i if i swear if i if i I have to play another one of those tutorials i'm going to go out of my mind (laughs) (laughs) nice well Hmm. you know you know who is uh learning a lesson this week or this month it's time for our sad activision news story of the day yeah we're learning way too much (laughs) yeah we're learning just a little bit too much about activision oh bother but uh, let's let's go ahead and throw this one up. I'm not going to talk about this one for a long time because shit, it's Friday and I don't want to be depressed this much. It, it but just more keeps coming. My yeah. God. So, I mean, Activision is basically a nightmarish hellscape to work at. Uh, that includes Blizzard, makers of Diablo and apparently horrifying remarks. Um, on screen now is an email from one Jeremy Gosney from Sagita HPC, which is a uh, penetration testing uh, firm. What penetration testing means, for those of you that are not in like the information technology world, is just people trying to break into your network, not your body. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, or the porn industry. Just, yeah, yeah, that too. We're all thinking. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure penetration tester is probably a horrible, <laughs> horrible job that someone has in in some other oh, industry. God. But these guys at Blizzard took it to mean the latter, <laughs> and uh, that basically. So, uh, in I don't remember if the name of the person who uh, suffered this abuse has come out, so I'm not going to use it. But uh, basically, back in 2015 at a security conference in las vegas blizzard had a career zone booth uh in the area and the purpose of that booth is to you know recruit talent recruit people to help you and this is specifically like black hat is a uh like like a hackers type of term for people that specialize Mm -hmm. in undermining network or infrastructure security so uh this person came with a uh penetration expert shirt on which in the context of where they were totally makes sense it's an appropriate term for where they were it's not like ha 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 sex joke you know Mm -hmm. um of course uh that didn't stop the uh dickheads at blizzard from asking this woman if she was if she understood where she was if she was there with a boyfriend if uh if she enjoyed penetration in the non-security sense of the word uh and and how frequently and and when she had been penetrated so you know awful shit disgusting unprofessional shit especially when even more so under the context of somebody seeking employment um and that apparently came back to bite blizzard right in their 
misogynistic asses <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, they eventually later down the line, this was in 2017 and this tweet and this email uh, are dated as such. Uh, at the time, this person had redacted the information, but given everything going on around Blizzard, they just decided to spill the tea and say, yeah, I was talking about Blizzard back in 2017. Uh, <laughs> so basically they sent an e- Blizzard had sought out the help from uh, Jeremy Gosney's firm. And at since those two years, since this woman had been accosted by the guys at Blizzard, uh, she had become a C-suite executive at this firm. And so when she saw their name pop up in the customer database, she was like, uh, no. no. She's like, these guys uh, are not going to get our business. But Jeremy being the uh, businessman that he is, I guess, decided to send them an email anyway and say, hey, uh, you know what? We are not completely closed off to doing business with you, but here's what we would like you to do if you'd like to just kind of awesome a contract with us and he was like one we're going to charge you a 50 percent misogyny tax and <laughs> we are going to donate that tax to girls who code along with a few other you know female-centric charities for for getting more women into tech and then uh the second condition of that was that they needed to sponsor, become a gold sponsor for a 2017 event, which centered around women in tech. And the third and final one was, you're going to send us a whole ass written apology to our, our executive that you treated so, so disgustingly. And of course, you know, that's, it's where it stopped, but it is uh, just great to hear that Blizzard was getting shit for their disgusting conduct four years ago. And it's unfortunate that it didn't, make more waves you know i would have uh yeah i would there there's some other stories that have come out today as well that are just as horrendous involving um bathrooms cameras breastfeeding rooms yeah so uh cat bailey our good friend uh Mm. has has an excellent piece up over at ign where she detailed a bunch more information that has come to light about the culture at activision blizzard and just how awful it is like how disgusting uh some of this behavior is um and i i just i'm astounded by like just every time i think it can't get worse it gets a little bit worse and then a lot worse i just i don't know i just i mean i've i've said versions of this i just don't know i literally cannot get it through my brain how people formulate not only say things like that but formulate the thought of thinking oh should i say this yeah i'm gonna say this and then actually follow through with it like who Mm -hmm. raised you like how did you not how have you not learned by now that that is not something that you do like just be fucking decent like it's just fuck man i I feel like we're saying this is this is like when we were covering cyberpunk and we had the bad cyberpunk story of the day for a while, it it feels like now we've just, you know, moved on to the bad Activision blizzard story of the day every day forever now. Um, (laughs) but I am curious, like, I, I do wonder how, how this stuff, the, the issue I have isn't so much like at this point I come to expect, like I read this nasty shit and I'm like, yeah, okay. It's another thing that happened there. But, um, the thing I find so amazing is that, you know, the higher ups in these companies, Bobby Kotick and the like are playing dumb. Like, Oh, we didn't know this was happening. We're going to put better tools in place for people to let us know that men are walking into lactation rooms to watch. Like, are you, are you fucking joking? Like I've worked at some pretty big companies in my life and 
I can I can tell you that if something like that was going on, there would be no way people at the top would be ignorant of it. And that is mm. kind of what shocks me. Like in corporate structures, I get that CEOs and C-level executives, they're not going to know like, oh, hey, man, Steve had a hard day today working on his menial grunt ass work. Like they're not going to care about that. But uh, where where legal concerns could be raised, I, I think that those folks in power are probably pretty well versed on like existential threats to their company's existence. And I feel like there's, I mean, there has to be, and I imagine over the course of litigation, something will come out showing that, yeah, they knew about a lot of this stuff, you know, yeah. yeah. Emails had been sent about these activities and either handled inappropriately or ignored, but I, I just don't know where we go from here. Um, it's a problem for the whole industry, clearly exceptionally so at Activision Blizzard. Um, and I just wonder, you know, like, what do I, I, I've heard some folks in the industry say, like, okay, well, you know, I've already heard, well, we can't afford not to cover their games or we can't afford to step away from covering the company. Or if we do, where do we draw the line? Like, who do, who do we stop covering? You know, where... Where do we go from here in terms of like, okay, somebody is going to say something bad about Nintendo. Then we, we drop Nintendo, one of the biggest companies in the world. Then Microsoft. Then, you know, there, there's realistically probably yeah. at least a story like this in almost every workplace in America. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. probably say in every workplace in America, at least one, right? Um, and it's, it is a tough question to know where to draw the line. Um you know, obviously, it's a pretty easy decision at this point. Whoop. Oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. Just oh, okay. girlfriend. So. No, no worries. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bannon's like, I, I can't. I'm out. Goodbye. Um, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I honestly, when I read this stuff, I feel like I, want, I just want to nope myself off the face of the earth sometimes. It is it is a difficult stuff to read, difficult stuff to imagine. And, and I is. have to agree with you, Ash when I think about it logically, I'm like, how do people reach that point? Like how yeah. do people reach that point where they're like, Hey, this disgusting idea I have, it's a winner. Like I, I don't <laughs> get it. That's where I don't get it because I think so often about how worried I am about how people feel when I interact with them, you know, men and right. women alike. I think about like, okay, what effect are my words going to have? Like the things I say, the way I carry myself, even when I'm like, completely shithoused i'm worrying about stuff like that like i can be drunk and be like okay don't be too stupid <laughs> like don't be don't be so incredibly stupid that you regret it tomorrow I, and these people like they're worse than the drunkest person i've ever met on a normal ass day and that yeah. is deeply yep. confusing well, we to were, me. um so I, I we were talking about this oh go ahead Steve. oh no i was just gonna throw it to bannon but if you've got if you've got something to add please do well, we were I've talking to... about this. Oh, okay, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, Bannon. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. I, I've, so I've tried to formulate what is it about this industry in particular that kind of why we have this problem. And it's so, you know, it's out there and people know about it now, but it has been going on for years. And it's like, what is it about this industry? Like, I'm not, I'm not really seeing a lot of this in like, whatever, like the round table pizza that I worked at when, you know, I was a kid or anything like I didn't really <laughs> see this. And it is like, what is it about this industry in particular that these creepy weirdos it gravitates towards? And I think it is like how somebody on the internet just will say the most vile, racist, awful, misogynistic shit possible. It's because they have that weird, like 
I don't interact with people in real life kind of thing. I'm, I'm just going to say whatever I want to. I don't have that social interaction. I am a introvert. I don't really do this kind of stuff. These are some of the people, you know, I, I do work with some of these type of people. I'm not saying they're like, I'm not saying anybody at WayForward is racist or misogynist at all, but they are people that don't really know how to interact with people because it's like you can make a game by yourself. You can do the music, mm. programming, art by yourself in your kind of sheltered little world. And we have had people and they, they it takes them a while to acclimate to like working with coworkers and actual people. Now put those people in a place of power. They make money and they, they are the person that goes, you want a job? It's like, oh, you got to do this creepy thing that I shouldn't say, but I don't know I shouldn't say this. And I don't have this filter because I haven't interacted with a lot of people. And I, I haven't been taught, don't fucking say this to women. Don't say this kind of stuff. Don't mm -hmm. treat them this way. Don't act on these weird impulses that you have. Like, I'm trying to figure out what it is about this industry. And that I keep coming to that thing of like these I don't know any other way to say it, these weirdos that get in this kind of frat boy kind of like situation of being with other people that might encourage that behavior and then it just snowballs from there. I don't know what it is about this industry. And I've I've checked on um my female lady, women, coworkers, trans workers at Way Forward, and I was like, Is this a safe space for you? Like, is this like, because I haven't heard any complaints. And if I have heard complaints, I go straight to the boss. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this dude did something like, uh, like one of my coworkers told me about. He's already got three strikes for me. Get him the fuck out of here. Like, I, I am not, I'm not into it at all. Right. And from what, you know, the women workers at WayForward have said, they're like, yeah, they're like, I have no complaints. Like, this place is awesome because we That's just don't have really that. Good. Yeah, we don't have that situation yeah. so hearing about activision and stuff is like get your shit together guys like this is not hard to treat women like your peers and your equals and just as your coworkers. it is very possible to do it's actually yeah. quite easy if somebody's yeah. being a piece of shit usually at work it's come to van and tell them and Bannon's like bigger than most of them and like, <laughs> dude don't say that shit like this is your one morning like don't don't be a weirdo yeah and good for you because yeah. it is so easy to say this shit's not okay and be angry about it. But then when you see something to just kind of stand by and watch and silently disagree with it, we can't do that anymore. We got to say shit. We got to step in. And if that means getting physical, that means getting physical. But this, we are so way past the point where, and it never should have been at the point where people are standing by and allowing this shit to happen. But people who can say something and have the power to affect change have to do it we have to say something we have to get involved we have to call the people out who are doing consequences this shit in the workplace there have yeah. to be consequences and i think that's the bigger thing is that they've had how many years with no consequences and now it's well, yeah. obvious like if like all this stuff happens and they keep getting off and all that and they, nothing happens and nobody speaks up it's like well i'm okay to do this and they just keep pushing it further and, and that's further that person that doesn't have that like that's me trying to think is it that person without that social interaction mm -hmm. like this this woman that is under that person they don't want to lose their job they don't want to say anything so they're like okay this is what i'm supposed to do awesome i can get well, away with yeah this shit. and the woman's yeah. like uncomfortable but doesn't want to lose the job and just like like have like the nervous like <laughs> i don't like and, this but they, just yeah, yeah but then sometimes they go to their boss and their boss is like one of them 
And just right. like, yep. and it's like, it's, it sets a precedent. And if there's, yeah, like you said, if there's no consequences and it just keeps snowballing, they take it further. They apparently, I didn't even know about that thing where they walk in on women just trying to breastfeed their child. It's like, exactly. You have that and, and they have stare. set up cameras in the bathroom tilted in such a way that they can see them using yeah. the stalls. Yeah. Like, like what we, we do have the maternity room at way forward. It was made for one employee. She got to go in there and do her thing. And it was just yeah. for her. And I was like, cool. That's awesome. It's, yeah. Well, we, we were talking about this on the Super Deluxe Gamescast last night, uh, John Phipps's show, which uh, he's been a, a wonderful guest twice here on TNT. And, and he really, you know, we talked, we really went in depth about it. And he talked about how it doesn't just stop it at hate and bigotry. Is it what it really comes down to, in his mind at least, is a, two sides. A lack of empathy for, for these people. It's, it's, gener- it's genuine sociopathy. These people are sociopaths. It is a lack of empathy and a proliferation of apathy on the other side. People standing by and silently disagreeing but not actually doing anything. And when those two things conflate, you get exactly what's happening, which is why we do need to say more and stand up and get involved, even physically, and figure out how to push back against this apathy. It is, it is, it is apathy. It's a lack of, of sorry, or a lack of empathy. Right. It's, it's just, it's, it's a lack of empathy just for fellow people, just for gen, for decency. And I know it's five thirty. We can't keep going around all the on this, but no, that's, we can't. That's kind of how he put it. <laughs> nope. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. I just you know, shout outs to you, John. That was a really great way of putting it. And we got to be better, people. We got to be better. It's, it's oh, not it's, that hard. Yeah, it, it's it just really going to get worse. It. But it does shine that light that just like, hey, this it just do something. We need to do something. Yeah. And that's absolutely. That's just, I like that the story has maintained on them and all the crap they've done. So yes, it has not yeah. moved on yet. Thank God. Yeah. yeah, it's it's important that we keep uh, pressure on on these folks, because if if we stop talking about it and it goes away, they'll just go back to selling us the same old shit and people will still suffer. It, yeah, just. Fuck it, you, is, I, I will say, <laughs> it is scary to be the one to take action when mm-hmm. somebody tells you something. It didn't happen to you. You don't have any proof. You're just going off the word of somebody else. But it's like, yeah, just trust them. Like trust yeah. somebody has brought up, has gotten the courage to at least talk to you about some uncomfortable situation happened to them. They have reached out to you. They're afraid to go to like higher ups and for you to act on like just their words alone going like, all right, I trust that this person did go through this. I am going to now take that uncomfortable step of, taking this to management like management they've got a ton of stuff to do they don't know unless somebody doesn't say anything like just and it is hard to be that person to do that but if you get enough people to like group together and just as a group effort to get rid of these weirdos and just creeps and you know sex pests it's Mm. that can be done you don't have to be alone in this you can go to somebody talk to them about it that person goes well fuck this I'm going to talk to somebody else about this. And it, it just goes up the chain. Like, yes, boss, this person is doing this thing. People feel yeah. uncomfortable about it. You can talk to them, reprimand them. It's like, don't do that. And they might be like, oh, I don't know. I'm a weirdo. It's like, okay, do it again. You're fucking gone. Yeah. Yep. They do it again. They're gone. And hopefully they don't do it again. So it's, it is yeah, yeah. A, a very uncomfortable situation working with it. And I'm glad that way forward is super on top of it and it really isn't an issue there 
and it That's isn't great. me saying it from like my point of view like eh, you know well nobody does anything weird to me but it's like <laughs> i've checked in on them and they've been like thanks for checking up on us but they're like yeah this place is safe for us that's awesome yeah that's exactly. really good to hear all right that was fucking heavy <laughs> talking <Yeah>. about <laughs> It's uh, it's definitely not the way to end the week. But before before we move on, I have some super chats. I had to I had to like create like a tonal dissonance there just because this next super chat reads real weird after a story like this. Um, <laughs> from Charles NC with five dollars says, "Hey, plumber boy, mustache man, your worst nightmare has arrived. Crash for Smash. I can feel it. Enjoying the Mario and Sonic Olympics. Have you liked them? Uh, I I'm going to assume you're talking about the game and not like the Olympics." Um, Nintendo hasn't really been there, so yeah. yeah so I have en- I, I played the game when it came out. I thought it was fun. There, there's something really weird about just seeing Mario finally fucking like roundhouse Bowser in the stomach. Like <laughs> he's just like, I've had enough of your shit, Bowser. I'm, I'm gonna actually beat the shit out of you this time. This isn't yeah. how you treat women, Bowser. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, I've just next match, Mario my versus whole Peach. Life. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? The, I, I don't even, I don't even want to go there. But yeah, seeing seeing uh, those characters do karate, I like the eight and sixteen bits. I mean, it's a cool game. It's all right. Nothing to write home about, but it's it's fun. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I've Thanks. always wondered about that saying. Nothing to write home about. Like, dear mother, I have played a video game. It had Mario. <laughs> dear mother, did you know Sonic is not Mario? The war rages on here, but I take solace in the <laughs> yeah. fact that I kicked Bowser in the stomach. <laughs> Yours truly, Bannon. <laughs> oh, that's a good. <laughs> All right. Uh, right. Late yeah, night sprites with a uh, two dollars super chat says, "Love you, GVG. Thank you for filling world with joy and light." I, I feel like sometimes we we don't live up to that, but I appreciate the sentiment nonetheless. Try. We we definitely try. Sometimes you got to shine yeah. a light on on the weird stuff, but uh, yeah. Hey, it is what it is. All right, so let's close out our Friday with just something way, 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 way lighter. Uh, I'll get that up on screen now. So I, I had to throw this in just because I don't know who of all of us here. I think at least the three GVG co-founders uh, have been to the Nintendo store in New York. Uh, Bannon, have you ever set foot in an actual like Nintendo store? No, I haven't. All right. Been to New York once. New York is fantastic. I miss it so much. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Uh, Nintendo has these amazing fucking statues of like most of their big name characters, depending on what games are like in vogue at that moment, they'll trot out like statues of Link, Mario, Donkey Kong, and they're all just you know they're they're statues for display in the store. They're fucking huge. They're ridiculous. The punching the punching yeah. guy from Urban Champion. <laughs> there we go. Just I now wished. There. It's really just an actual Brooklyner that's sleeping in there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so they they have these statues, and apparently Nintendo has decided to start selling miniaturized versions of them, at least in Japan for now. Um, There's not not a whole lot to say about this. I just thought it was really neat. I've always looked at these statues every time I'm in there, and I'm like, damn. Like, I I could never sell my wife on, like, hey, let me bring home a life-size statue of Link from The Legend of Zelda. That's not (laughs) weird. He'll just, you know, watch over us while we sleep. It'll be fine. (laughs) But... um, yeah, it's uh, it, I think they sell for. It's actually quite expensive, and we don't know how yeah, big they are. Yeah, it's sixty five dollars for for each individual one. There's Link, uh, the Animal Crossing characters, which is uh, Isabel, Tom Nook, and the Villager, an Inkling, and Mario. 
So uh, $46 or 65 bucks each or uh, for the four, four pack, uh, $260, which honestly, the, that cover looks like it's just an Abbey Road ripoff, except Link's like, for some reason, chasing after everybody. Like, he looks somewhat panicked compared to everybody else who's just sort of chilling. I mean, maybe he's just freaking out. Like, he's like, that raccoon talked to me. Like, I need to figure <laughs> out what did I eat? <laughs> I just, the, the pricing on these is is just quite frankly absurd. I, I they're cool. I mean, but they're they don't look like they're much bigger than an, an amiibo you would get. I'm sure the build quality is better, but but almost three hundred bucks for the set of four and the base is fine. Like the little base with you put them all in, but three hundred dollars really? <laughs> nah, nah, man. I don't know. Not for me, they're I, cool, but I I know that I'm up here saying I won't buy them. But like in a month, if you went now, to Tokyo, probably you all would. be right here. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't know what happened. It was my birthday. Fuck you. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But... Yeah. Um, I can resist these, but yeah, they are cute. I, I do I, like the. Oh, they're definitely cute. I think the only yeah. barrier to entry for me is that I would have to, like, for now, I would have to find somebody that could pick them up for me in Tokyo, which is doable, but always comes with like that premium. You know, like, hey, I gotta. I'm going to make it worth your while to go get this thing for me. And then you're going to ship it to me overseas, which is going to be ridiculously expensive probably. And it's going to take a while. I don't know. There's, there's too many links, but if they, if, if Nintendo was like, Hey, we're going to sell these on store.nintendo.com. I'd be like, God damn it. Let me get my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have barely any, like, I don't have stuff. Like I, I usually, I do this sometimes on Twitter where I give away the swag that I'm given. Because uh-huh. I'm like, some people don't have access to the stuff, so I just give it away. I'm like, yeah, I'll just retweet this, and I'll pick somebody randomly. But I honestly, I have, like, a Hellboy over there from, like, the original, like, comic. So it's, like, this massive Hellboy thing. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, prototype thing from, like, uh, Behemoth. They gave me one of the, like, when I was oh, over nice. there. Oh, Other really? That, I, yeah, this little. <clears throat> so when I was visiting them um this little guy oh that's cool. Oh, nice. that's cool so they're like cool. do you want to pick anything and this guy came in with the prototype of this and he was showing it off i was like anything i was like <laughs> give me that so yeah it's just like a little i haven't opened this in like there he's just like you it's like a little i don't know put stuff in there a bank <laughs> yeah but other than that i don't have a bunch of stuff at all wow yeah so. i I have some stuff, but it's not like I've seen others with more, so I don't feel too bad. Like, I just, I can look at stuff and be like, it's cool. I'd like it. I can't afford it. <laughs> I hear you. I, I definitely hear you. Um, I was, I do find it ironic, though, that the guy who started the episode by pulling out, like, a fucking enormous poster is like, <laughs> I don't have a lot of collectibles in my house. That that right there, <laughs> I was actually thinking about giving away. That is the one when I, I used to do the booth. Like that would go around the table. Oh, oh okay. nice. Okay. Yeah, like I, I always wonder what happens to that stuff sitting there on the ground. It's like, mm. like it's just I, sitting I, in... just a game I made. Whatever. Yeah. Like I do have like I didn't even know we had this either. Like the Nintendo case. Oh, nice. Oh, the Switch oh, that's case. Cool. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. This kind of stuff. Like I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like I don't um, have a record player. I just. <laughs> oh, I shall take that off your hands. Uh, I do. Hello. Because that soundtrack's uh, that soundtrack's live, amazing. Live, exactly. We don't even live that far from each other. Yeah, I'll take that vinyl off. That your is hands. that is Megan McDuffie. Uh, 
but it's like some of this stuff is just like this here. Like if I open it, what am I going to do with the stuff? Like I don't. So it's just to me, it's totally like what's what a, it's a uh, box. So like yeah. what you can see right there, that right there, and that right there. That's all my like stuff. I don't have like walls of DVDs and like video games. It's just like there it is. Nice. nice. Yeah, so I struggle that, with that. Yeah, it makes sense. Installed that much, I'm like, whatever, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, nice. But yeah, people I, buy it because people love it. So I, yeah. I struggle with that. I bought the No More Heroes one and two collectors editions from Limited Run, and I was looking at them, and I was like, I shouldn't open these. And I'm like, but I, like, buying something to not open it feels antithetical to <laughs> to purchasing to me. Yeah, like, if somebody gave uh, it to me, they're like, here's this. $80 box. There's cool shit inside. I'd be like, well, I didn't spend any money on it. Sure, I'll throw it on a shelf and leave it there for the rest of my life. But then I'm like, I just spent like $200 to get these. Like, I want to see what's in them. <laughs> I have the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition uh, Special Edition, and I have not opened that thing just because I got it digitally and I haven't had a need to. It's like, well... <laughs> Yeah, see, that's why my my uh, so many of my Zelda collector's editions aren't opened because I bought them like digitally before those ever arrived, and then I'm like, but now I just have these boxes sitting like on a shelf, and I don't actually know that Zelda's in them. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> it could very that well is, not be there. <laughs> isn't that wouldn't that be considered like Schrodinger's like Zelda or Schrodinger's yep. <laughs> Link or something like that? A Zelda sits. <laughs> does does a Zelda in an unopened box actually exist? Yeah. Um, all right. Before we close out the show, we got uh, two more super chats. Uh, Majora's with a five dollars super chat says for Steve. A few TNTs ago, you asked about some anime slash game stuff you wanted info on. Would you rather I Twitter DM you or email you that info? I say so much shit on the internet so often that I have no clue what you're referring to. But uh, my email is something I'm way better at keeping track of, and it's in my Twitter bio. So please feel free to send that info to me. I wonder what it is. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Thank you for keeping track of my life better than I do, honestly. Um and then uh, Skull Kid Tiger with a $2 super chat to close out the show says, Thoughts on slash if a Super Smash Brothers Melee trophy toy collection? Uh, I mean, that's essentially Amiibo in my mind. I would dig it. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there's so many things represented. That, that's a lot of toys. Yeah. As I look up that's at literally like 150 <laughs> Amiibos or whatever. Yeah. Isn't there like 300 trophies in Melee? I can't remember. Yeah. How many were there in Melee? I can't remember. But yeah. then you get the janky old pit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there are actually 290. So, yeah, that's, all, that's almost go. 300 different toys. That's, that's I, I think it would be cool for fans that like that kind of stuff. I would never begrudge people, but I probably wouldn't go for it. I wouldn't buy them. That's uh, my, my wife, when we first got together, uh, she came over to my apartment, and I had a bookshelf similar to what Bannon has right there, and it was just covered in Amiibo, and she's like, what are those? <laughs> I was like, uh, oh god, I'm only with a weirdo. <laughs> you know, other rooms are like that way, where there's just normal things. We could just keep walking. Plus, uh, I mean, if they were if they were melee toys, then like you know, only six or seven out of the almost three hundred of them would would actually be any good, and the others would be junk and be really unbalanced. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had nice. To All right, well, folks, <laughs> it is it is the witching hour oh. uh oh jane buck with a final ten dollar super chat i'm not reading any more after this folks uh says thank you for participating in my first crazy question friday's question just a heads up none of these will be towards controversial topics this is just meant to be a fun quirk of mine well thank you uh Fair your enough. question thank was you indeed much. fun and quirky yeah uh 
But with that, we've reached the end of today's news. Uh, before we move on, Bannon, my good friend, besides yes. uh, playing River City Girls, uh, where else can folks find you? Where where can they find content you create or thoughts of yours um, on the internet? I am the only Bannon Rudis in the entire world, so you can just put in <laughs> Bannon Rudis and find me. I can't hide. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, mainly I'm on Twitter just saying dumb shit and posting I mean, stuff. It's because it's like, there's so much stuff that I can't even share. So I'm like, ah guess i'll post a funny gif or something because it's like <laughs> i can't share until there's a certain out. like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. even stuff like advanced war stuff it's like i don't even retweet or even talk about it because it's like like i don't think i can so it's just like i don't know so yeah <laughs> you, you can um you can check out um as was mentioned earlier river city ransom underground uh that was my first game so anything you see with your eyeballs, I had to make it. So all the UI, all the animations, characters, like design stuff, wow. that was me. Um, took three years. Yeah, that was awful. Um, <laughs> then from there, I worked on The Mummy Demastered. Um, so all the, I think all the enemies in there, like I didn't do all the sprites in there, but like the pixel animation, that's me in there. Uh, that's when they had me shadow uh, Austin Ivansmith to learn how to be a director there hopped over to river city girls i helped out with the last shante um just helping out with like design and just like background stuff and then working on river city girls too right now nice well we can't wait to see it when it comes out thank you so much for being on the show with us uh we definitely appreciate it uh well it's that time so it's the end of the week and I feel like I can just finally like exist. Um, we have to give a special thank you to all of our patrons, big and small for helping to make this show happen. Y'all are the best. We could not do this without you. Of course, as you know, we also have to give a huge, huge, huge thank you to our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show possible. There's a lot of you. I can't quite possibly even begin to thank you one by one because it would take another 30 45 minutes to do so i don't know exactly <laughs> how long but i feel like what's our what's our producer count at like oh, I, haven't checked that in a while. I think it's around i think it's around well if we're counting producers and eps together it's almost 200 but i think producers oh, okay. it's around eight nice well wow you know what that leaves that leaves just our folks at the executive producer tier and above and i'm just going to jump right into it those fine folks include jared edinger Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Itiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octo Puppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Aiko Carroll, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kongfax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran127, Pagrema, Kenrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, <laughs> Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, TopDog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oramem, Brady Power, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend We're... of Groose, Eddie B, Kyed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deneth, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, 
Hubie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, <laughs> Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravens, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, My Mom. Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Sister, Cystic Warrior 29, Darick, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hulkamaniac 55, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, and last but certainly not least, Cameron Sharp. Woo! Oh. That is so weird. 23 of those were my old prison names. That is so weird. <laughs> wow. He went to prison a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I murdered a new name every time. You don't want to That's carry a different that podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different kind of podcast. Anyway, remember <laughs> that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where for as little as $1 a month, you can join our exclusive Discord community. There are tiers all the way up through just sponsoring the show uh whichever tier you choose to sub at we love you all the same or if you just choose to drop a like subscribe or listen to us on podcast services we appreciate you being here with us it has been a hell of a friday thank you so much for watching we will be back monday at 4 p.m pacific for today's news tonight episode 117 thanks again and we'll see you next time until then good night and good vibes bye everyone my my plane's here apparently good night everybody (laughs) i gotta go